did his pow out. The Powwow with Mo podcast. What up? Welcome to the Powwow with Mo podcast. I'm Mo. I am Powwow. And this is episode 18, and it will be coming out on my birthday. Yes, it will. So, um,. We should get into current events. I feel like the last half of this one will be a little long, so yeah, we're going to try to make sure. the first half a little quicker. Um, first thing I saw that I had to bring up to you is the other day, randomly, and I know I saw a commercial today, so if I waited just a few days, I could have known this, mm-hmm. but I was like, I haven't heard anything about Celebrity Big Brother. Yep. Like, just at all. They ended, like, when August or whatever, and they're like, it's coming, and then you heard nothing. And then you just seen the... Like well, this week, I actually was... didn't see. It. I looked. I went out of my way to look it up. Okay, and then like the next day, I saw a commercial. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but it, the thing I'm disappointed about is it starts February seventh and ends February twenty fourth. Yeah, and there's only ten house guests. They're gonna do still live evictions, but I'm guessing they're gonna do it like every three days. Someone gets evicted. Uh, you know, I and the setup that they have, I'm slightly disappointed because I did see the pictures that they had of the the house. Yeah. Um. But again, they have not come out once and said one person that's on the show, which to me means that they're going to have random uncles of people who played on some, you know, 16 and pregnant show. Right. I, I just feel like it's going to be a terrible celebrity Big Brother. Even if it was just, a, hey, we're going to have a quick Big Brother of normal people, that's fine. Don't well, call it a celebrity if these people aren't actual celebrities. Right. I would have preferred just a normal Big Brother in the winter. Just the last time they did it, I guess people went crazy and there was way too much sex and debauchery and yeah it got too crazy or something but apparently they're only doing it to go against the olympics because that's the exact same time the olympics runs so oh, it's yeah. just cbs's way of combating it and i'll try to watch both <laughs> i mean i'm gonna watch it I'm i sure. am ready and i know you are too for some curling i do i love watching curling i don't Everyone know what it is it, it yeah. is those little it's because i feel like if i lived in a cold place i could have grown up mastering that mastering some curling i love shuffleboard and it's just i shuffleboard and another reason i like it is there was this digimon game on playstation one in which it had a curling mini game that was the best part of that game Mm -hmm. so for whatever reason that's always stuck with me and i love curling yeah i mean curling's awesome all right so uh one thing that i've seen uh this week is that there's a new shoe coming out for paul george and it's playstation themed i saw that so it looks awesome the the PlayStation logo will be on the tongue of the shoe. I think just one side, and then the other side has the Nike. Yes. Something like that. It's- um, now, the logo is going to glow in blue, and when you press it, it's going to vibrate like a controller. Because, you know, you want your shoes Popular to vibrate. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> Talk about foot fetish. Um, anyways, uh, the shoe has a 150-hour battery that's non-replaceable, so once it goes out, it's out. Right. Um, but the soles of the shoe is going to be painted in a galaxy theme, mimicking that home screen of the PlayStation. Right. Um, and whenever you buy it, you will get a network code that when scanned, it'll unlock a special Paul George theme for the gaming console. Um, that is cool. And it's $110 for the shoe, which for a brand new Nike shoe and getting some of these extras isn't really that bad. Seeing how some of those brand new Nikes are like 150 bucks, Right. Which is crazy to me because back then it was like spend no more than $75 on a shoe. Yeah, well, or hundred if you're hitting the shop. And to me, and I've learned the hard way growing up, they like I can only wear Nike flat foot, like mm-hmm. kind of have the flat soles because I have a wide foot, and any of their basketball shoes are just they're gonna suffocate my foot. Yeah, for sure. Because they don't make wide Nikes, just yeah. not a thing they do. That's true. Um, so 
every week it seems like we have a story of someone with the whole sexual allegation thing, right? And so this <laughs> one's like, I don't want to say a good story, but it's not as bad as the others. Mm-hmm. So Aziz and Sorry got yep. <laughs> accused, I guess is the right word. Yeah, that's, that's and then what I'm going with. The story kind of came out, and more or less, they went on a date. They had consensual sex. Mm-hmm. Basically, he got weird or she felt uncomfortable with it, but she never said no or stopped. And then now is like, me too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Me too movement. And then this lady on CNN went off and she was like, you're an embarrassment to all the other women who've really in the movement. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it sucks for Aziz because it, it's like... He was your name's the, your name's slightly tarnished, right? But not really. But it's I mean, not. But it's it was still thrown out there, right? And you're gonna have some of those crazy people go, "No, this was real. She was molested or something crazy," and that's just what happens, right? But I was at least glad to see that an accusation got out there that was checked mm-hmm. in some way, right? People like looked into it and were like, "Well, actually, that's not that's not the same as these others," right? Exactly. So that was good. Yeah. So with your team today, because I, I I've got a segue into this, and with your team playing uh, the Patriots today, unfortunately, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars lost today, twenty four to twenty. Right. Um, and I'll kind of take some of the blame, and I'm going to explain why because I haven't <laughs> told you this. Okay. I fell asleep this afternoon, right? Uh huh. And when I woke up, they were up fourteen to three. So you shouldn't have been watching the game, is what you're and saying. And I walk in, and as soon as I walk in the room, they get three penalties in a row, and the Patriots what? were a touchdown. That's when you should have <laughs> said, you know what? I got to take one for the team and not watch this game. Well, at halftime, I told the Koopy that I was like, I really feel like I'm doing this, and I always have those moments. <laughs> like as soon as I turn on like a Thunder game and it's like an eight exactly. run, I'm like, it's me. Um, but I'm like a super rational person. So I was like, well, <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah. There's a three second delay. Right. I mean, come on. It's like love. And I just continued watching and then they lost. So it might've been my fault, <laughs> but watching the game, I didn't feel like Jacksonville was bad. I just felt like Tom Brady kept getting crazy. Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, throws just- and every single call penalty wise on the field went against Jacksonville. Now they might've been legitimate, but it was just one of those games where it's like no penalties on the Patriots. I see the meme the after the first quarter where it shows uh, Bill Belichick talking to the ref, saying we're losing to the fucking Jaguars. Fix this shit, right? Like it, it, that, that was just funny. Um, but with that being said, there was a story where light poles in Philadelphia are being greased by the local officials. The so reason why is they are in preparation. <laughs> if the Philadelphia Eagles make the Super Bowl, so they cannot climb up them. Um, however, some people still believe that these liquored up people are going to be able to climb up these yeah, super poles. I mean, you know, like those uh, like prep schools where it's like they yeah. oil people up and they have to climb up a statue or something. <laughs> something like, crazy, yeah. See some videos on Facebook or whatever, um, which gets me a segue to my next little point I have in here is I'm back off Facebook. Yep. Uh, it was fun. Now, I will say me being on Facebook and posting about the podcast, we got lots of views. Not sure if it was directed to that, but we've gotten like a few hundred from San Francisco. Yeah. Which so, we don't yeah. By the way, is. whoever is listening in from San Francisco, please email us at thepowwowwithmo at gmail.com. Yeah, show know who it is. Exactly. We might know. I don't know. Um, and then we also have quite a few out of Tokyo in the last week. So, I, again, now Clayton Holderby. Navy, maybe he's in Tokyo. I don't know. That's my only guess. I don't know. I mean, he's always posting pics, so but, he could be. So I got back, as soon as I got off Facebook, though, all of our listens started going down. So I'm like, shit, maybe I should just be on there posting every week about it. So I might come back. But in general, Facebook was not enjoyable. It was – I don't care about people's kids. In general, I like your kids. I go to yeah. your house and see your kids. Exactly. I don't need to go on the internet. Um, and then – People just complaining. 
and and this crazy. Or they want to share their Bible verses. That I don't know. Just I was just like, none of this is enjoyable. I like walk, fall inside show. He posts funny memes, and he's always like, posting some. He good is memes. the only highlight for my Facebook feed. Um, now you can deactivate, it and you're still on Messenger, so I can mm-hmm. still hit people up. Like this week, we're gonna mention a couple people I wrapped with, so I'm gonna be like, yeah. hey, listen to the podcast. Um, but I am back off Facebook and feeling all right about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. Speaking of Facebook and all the crazy memes, uh, with the government shutdown that's on day two now, um, I do find it funny because I have a lot of uh, Republican um, family members and and friends on there where they say, you know, that uh, especially the military ones, it has a picture of military people saying, we're not going to get paid because the Democrats want to pay these illegals that are, you know, flipping off the camera or whatever. Because, of course, the Democrats hold the majority in both the Senate. Right. Um, I mean, I mean let, let's to me it's just make sure we're clear, right? Again, like this is me trying to not be like side Republicans or Democrats, but what I've noticed as, since I've been an adult is as soon as whoever's in power, everyone's views flip. So mm-hmm. when Obama was in power, government shut down, it was all his fault. And Trump is on record on his tweets and different things oh. saying that, well, if the government shuts down, president should be fired. It starts at the top. All of this shit, right? That he, of course, would not stand behind now. And in Republicans, when they were the opposition party, yeah, um, I mean, you know, they just had a bitch about stuff. Yeah, they could throw out like, "Oh, you're we're letting it shut down because that's what's good." And then now, exactly, it's the other way. Everyone's like, rhetoric. Like I understand changes. the reason why they shut it down is because they don't want that guy. I get it, but at the end of the day, you can't say that you voted no for something. And they're like, well, it's their fault because they well, also voted. Now. And something that's come up, and I'm sure you've seen it as well, is I guess in Australia when this happens, they just fire the prime minister. It's just in their Australian yeah. constitution or whatever. And I guess the last time it happened, they just restart. They redid everything. They were like, well, obviously this didn't work. And they restructured their whole government, relaunched mm-hmm. it, and it hasn't shut down since. So maybe we really do need a major shakeup. I personally think it's all the billions and billions of dollars we spend on the military. And yeah, I know like we want universal health care, but honestly, there is a problem with universal health care in America because with Medicare and other health care f- policies, Agreed. whenever a company is footing the bill, then hospitals are going to be like, well, then we're going to jack the prices. Mm-hmm. And then insurance companies can be like, well, we're not paying that full thing. Let's work out deals. There's a lot of shady shit going on. Yeah, because they want to get their money too. If everyone did just pay for their health stuff i do think prices would go down you would at least be it'd be more upfront in some sort of way like what am i paying for yeah give me an itemized statement of what not like this whole this huge bill and it's like don't worry insurance takes yeah like, exactly that has to cause some bloating you know in the system agreed and i mean again very prominent republican lindsey graham he voted no so, Dude, so he voted towards lately. a government shutdown. Now, granted, again, it's because of the DACA initiative, and he said that. Well, it's, I don't see what the big deal is. They don't. They're not going to get shut down till March. So that's not a true emergency. Because God forbid we take care of something before the very last day that it comes up. Well, I just I, I think have an Paul issue. Ryan has the best quote about his party. I think I told us the other day, and his quote was. We were the opposition party for 10 years, and that was easy. And now we have to yeah. govern, and that's hard. <laughs> oh, and I, I don't. And, no, but like, I think in the 
basic sense of it, that is true. Like, yes, Republicans but, have not had to really pass laws in so long because their goal was, and they were upfront about it during the Obama administration, yes. was we are going to do so little, he will look bad. That was their plan. They, I mean, Turtle came out and said, hey, we're going to veto every bill that Obama puts up. That, right. that was their goal for six straight years. Right. So whenever you have people that like their whole time in Congress was that, they probably legitimately don't know how to get stuff passed. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't have the experience. Experience. So we'll see what happens. Um, I will say the government shutdown doesn't affect me. I still see cops and fire trucks and yep, everybody else here. Yep, I now, still see them all. I don't know how long this would have to go until we would legitimately see it affect our society. I've always been curious, even during yeah. all the Obama years, I was like, how long until we like see Some, stuff fall apart? Yeah. I don't Agreed. I just don't know what happens there. Agreed. So uh, the last thing that I want to bring up is regarding the box office. Um, surprisingly, Jumanji has held it for the third straight week. I mean, um, but it, it's The Rock and it's Kevin Hart. Uh, agreed. And I mean, you throw in Jack Black, you still get some of those. I love Jack Black. Agreed. They just want to watch it because those people are in Spoiler, it. Spoiler when we do our top five favorite bands, it's up there. Jack <laughs> exactly. I love Jack Black. Um, but they, in the five weeks that they've been open, they have $317 million just domestic. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I really thought it was, I haven't seen it. I just assumed it would have that one or two week flutter and then they were going to fall off right so i am really surprised that they have been able to hold it for well, so long i mean it's become a fairly well-known fact with tyler perry's success that like the black population will support a movie with black actors in it like mm -hmm. that's just like they they go to the movies at like a higher percentage for what they're like i don't know they just yeah. go they'll support those things so i'm it it's not surprising, but it is surprising because it was named Jumanji and it's about a video game and they're fucking pissing all over Robin Williams' grave with the name of this movie. But yeah, I understand how it's making so much money also. Agreed. <laughs> um, all right, I had a couple things. Um, not necessarily all current events. Let's see. Oh, I had a fun conspiracy theory I saw this week that I wanted to bring up because it was something we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. There was the missile threat, right, in Hawaii. Yes. This conspiracy theory is missile was launched. Text goes out of, hey, missiles incoming. Our defense system blows the missile up. And then they send out and go, never mind. That was a I false mean, it, alert. It's such a good conspiracy theory that it's hard to argue. I know. It's so dope. I really hope that's what happened. That, agreed. But the only thing against it is I don't think Trump could have let it, that happen. That's what happen. I was going to say. He's like, we fucking blew up your shit. Right. Ten he, miles outside of getting shot. I think Army. he like, would have bragged about it. He would have been like, that small button that you have in that terrible rocket couldn't even, you know what I mean? I just think he would go off about it. Right. Um. All right, I have three small things. Uh, Apple's coming back to America, opening up a headquarters. They're going to bring like, I think it was like $38 billion worth of taxes they'll have Holy to pay cow. just to open this place. And they said they're doing it to help out the country. That's pretty sweet. Now, honestly, my thought, and I'm you, as you can tell from this, I'm not the biggest Trump fan. Do these Is people really love him? Like, why would these companies wait until he's president to do this instead of when Obama was, unless he legitimately is doing something well, that's helping businesses? Well, the new tax plan that did come out right. does help businesses. So, now, granted, much smaller LLCs are going to get much more benefit, but if you're a business, I guarantee you, he goes, you know what, you come back, I'm gonna, I guarantee you I'll drop your tax down to below 30% by 21. I know. I'm just, you know what, I'm just surprised. No, agree. Because those were the people that were like, Oh, we got to be above this. Well, Agreed. I mean, I am. I think they just talk a certain way in public and they feel another way in private. Agreed. I mean, I, I am by far not a Trump fan, but if he is able to bring in 
that amount of revenue that we desperately need to help with this deficit. I mean, I'm an evidence person. If you show me evidence, I'm all that for I'll it. go for. I'm not going to hate on it for it. Now, granted, I don't think you should get reelected in 2020, but I don't think Oprah should either. Uh, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Um, but but I agree. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. I did see where there is uh, a short list of 20 cities for Amazon to yeah. build their next headquarters, and it's a 10 billion dollar bid. Like that's cr- I want to know what these twenty cities are because they didn't say in the article, um, but that's the short list that they have of over the three hundred people or three hundred cities that applied. Um, but that's a lot of money, a lot of revenue being brought in. Right. I just see us living in a world in the future that's like one of those dystopian futures where like everyone works for these three corporations, mm-hmm. and if you get fired from one of those, you're just He's, a homeless person. Yep, and <laughs> you're done. Oh man. Uh, all right. Um, other things I have here. I've been watching The Office. Like I've I've been telling you, I've been mm-hmm. rewatching all that. I do think Office season six is the best season. Okay. Now I used to always say first three seasons, like seasons two and three, were always. Is season six where they get the new HR lady. Um, I think the very beginning. Of okay. That it's a long season that helps, mm-hmm. and a lot happens. I mean, that's where they get sold to Saber. Yeah. And Kathy Bates comes Sabre. in, and then you get yeah, <laughs> and then Gabe. Gabe is great. Oh, Gabe, it is um, weird, funky. But cell. there's like a four episode run that's so good. It's there's been a murder. Oh, I love that episode. And Creed takes off running. Right. I love that one. There. And then there, like, is there's that one's in this four episode run that was like four of my favorite. And I was like, oh shit! I, I was like, man, maybe season six is my favorite. Yeah. So anyway, I had to share with you because me and you uh, love it. Love the Office. All right. Something else that pissed me off yesterday. So I got your son a hat for his birthday because mm-hmm. I always wear a hat, and he wanted a hat, uh, one that fit him because mine are yeah. too big. So I go to Hibbets, look for a hat. In Hibbets, Hibbets is a sports store, if anyone's unfamiliar, mm-hmm. um, they have this whole wall of Thunder shirts and jerseys, right? Yeah. Which is amazing. And then the only other NBA shirt or jersey that they have in there are Golden State, Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry jerseys. Are you serious? And then all the rest are... Th- and then just to me, I was like, fuck this place. Exactly. Why are you- I'm not even going to buy it from here. Sell fucking Rocket shit, LeBron shit. He, even even the Mavericks, somewhere that's around here, if anything. Yeah, but no. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and then all Thunder. I mean, I just know us crazy Oklahoma people. I'm surprised someone hasn't went in there and just burnt down <laughs> some of those jerseys purely because it says Kevin Durant and on I've it. And I've seen kids still rock Not saying Durant that we, they were telling stuff. to do that, by the way. Uh, you know, and I get it. He he, You grew up watching him and whatever, and, yeah. and you love him. But I was like, come on, that's a bullshit. Exactly. Then go online and get that shit. <laughs> exactly. I don't need to go here. Yeah. All right. And then my last thing, uh, I beat Nier Automata, mm-hmm. my third play. So I finally beat it. I could go back and get some trophies, but I was like, you know what? I feel good with what I did. Put a lot of hours into this game and uh, went ahead and deleted it off the PlayStation. But I know I've told you about the show Masters of Sex, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about like this historical thing where they studied sex, basically, Masters and Johnson, and put out these books about it. And one of the things they talk about is after you ejaculate, you have a refractory period, which is like that moment where you're like, I don't want to have sex for this like five-minute period yeah, don't, or don't whatever touch it is. Me. It's, yeah, right. I got it. And I feel like that exists with video games because I have all these games to play, <laughs> but like as soon as I beat it, I just set down my controller, and I went to start something, and I was like, nah. Mm, nope, nope, can't do it. Can't do it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got waited a couple days, and now I play. I've been playing a little NBA 2K. So it's your after sex for video games, right? So okay. it's like beating a game's kind of coming basically, yep. and and you got to wait a second. So I've I've started off slow, a little basketball, played a couple games of that, getting back into just hitting some buttons. Got to get got got to get the uh, warm up. Everybody's golf, and I'll get back to Persona Five. But Nier Automata was such a weird Japanese game, and so is Persona. Had to get weird I'm with like, it. 
I need a little American basketball in my life. Get back to your roots. Um, and this is a weird segue because I've never done but I'm going to do it because I brought up basketball, and I'm just going to go straight into Travis's email. So let me pull that up. Okay. Um, so Travis, who was a fraternity brother of yep. ours. Shout out Travis. And he um, – And I will say, because I was talking to Koopy about Travis this week because, uh-huh. you know, she was like, Travis, she said some random last name, and I was like, no, that's on his last name. And then I said his last name. Yeah. Right? And I was like, man, honestly, when we were pledging, Travis was at the apartment all the time. I got to yeah. think about it because there towards the end of him graduating college, he had to like quit hanging out with us as much. And I get it. When I had to graduate, I, get, I had yeah. to quit it as well. Um, but Travis was always around kicking it. Um, but he wrote in about our top five sports video games. Yes. And he agreed that NBA 2K is number one on his list too. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he, I, he knows I like the single player side of games. Yep. Um, but he really enjoys the pro-am mode. I agree. The pro-am mode, in theory, is amazing. So I'm just going to explain my, like, dark secret of NBA 2K. Mm-hmm. Is like, if I'm playing single player, even on a Hall of Fame difficulty, because I'll jack up the difficulty on the game, I could still score, like, 50 points a game, and I'm really good on the offline modes. As soon as I go online to my park or pro-am, I cannot make a shot. I don't know if my internet's not good enough, and so, like, if there's, like, just enough lag that I can never get a perfect release on a three-point jump shot. Yeah. But I'm just not good online. And I also make little short point guards who are good at three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. And online, everyone else is like, I'm a seven-foot small forward. So I'm just not good online. So in theory, yes, I do like the Pro-Am. I have played where I've had 40-point games on there. But there's also times where I have, like, two points. Yeah. And I'm shitty. Um, so I don't love the online just because I'm not good at it. Now... <laughs> I have started a power forward that's like a Blake Griffin build, so I'm not worried about shooting. I'll say terrible at shooting. <laughs> and I got him up to about an 81 so far, and I'm just slowly working on him on the side so just that I can go him. online with that one. So maybe someday I will enjoy it. Um, but Travis does say he is the type of guy who just buys like $50 worth of the virtual currency day yeah. one. And I think if you're going to do it, that's probably the best way yeah. to do it. Just do day it all. Day one, get it. And then so you can build on that. So, I mean, I don't think that's horrible. Just me personally, I just played the my GMO to build up coins that way. For sure. Um, and then he has a top five of my songs. So the top five for this week will be my songs that I've recorded in the past mm-hmm. for my birthday. Um, some of these I don't know. So top eight, I do not know what that is. He said it was on my MySpace. I looked for it. That doesn't exist anymore, the MySpace page. So yeah. couldn't find that. Um, Pi KA, which we will talk about later in our timeline. Yeah, line, we're going to have to. Um, was a kind of a big deal. Dog Eat Dog. I have no idea. No idea. I'm guessing it's a freestyle. Probably a shitty one at that, but <laughs> it's on here. Uh, two different people, which we'll see later. And then mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20, which almost made my list, but didn't. Um, and then he also likes a song called Get High, Play Video Games. Yeah. Um, I That song is cool. I really like it because I have three different style verses. Like yeah, not I'll say one's, it's different. Yeah. Sounds like three different people did it or whatever. Um, and so there's probably a tons more. So yeah, Travis has always liked my song, so that makes him cool. Yeah, but for sure. Um, and powwow, where can people email us at? They can email us at the powwow with mo at gmail.com. That is T H E P O W W O W W I T H M O at gmail.com. And if anyone is down in the Purcell area looking to eat some healthy food, stop by Travis's store. We'll pull it up here in a little bit and talk some more about it. Um, but appreciate Travis right then. All right. And then the only little thing I left is I mentioned a couple weeks ago the TV show Crashing mm-hmm. um, with Pete Holmes. Uh, it's, on, it's an HBO show. It came back on last Sunday. So tonight will be the second episode of the season. It's even better the second season. I mean, I know it's only one episode, but it looks it seems better already. Yeah. So I'm real excited 
for that show, and I think everyone should check it out. For sure. All right, let's take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to do a timeline of my rap career that isn't really a rap career. It's like a failed rap career, I guess. And then... I would say failed, because you never really tried to pursue a... True. Uh, a long-standing, but... True, true. Uh, and then we'll do our top five songs, and then if you have any questions, wherever, you'll have to ask questions and shit. All right, sounds good. All right. All right, and we're back. All right. All right, so we're going to get into rap timeline. Yes. If you have any questions or input here and there, and I'm sure I will as well, we'll just put it in, see if we can get through the whole thing. Yep. All right, so the first time I kind of rapped was in 2006, but that wasn't in front of any people. That was like, I got kicked out of the dorms. I got my own little apartment, and mm -hmm. then I tried to rap on like a little sound recorder on Windows with like a shitty mic that costs $5 at Walmart. <laughs> so none of that exists. Yep. Half of the stuff didn't even rhyme, but you know, it was good practice at the time mm -hmm. to be locked in my room practicing that. Gotcha. So 2007, and really the first time I think of me as like I rapped or whatever, um, is I moved into a new apartment, Anthony Logan, good friend of ours. Mm -hmm. He was my, my neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, and he convinced me to go out to this bar called Legends that we loved in college. Yep. It was the first time I'd went there, and there were some guys, Travis was one of them, who were in my calculus class who were there, and all this Greek-lettered stuff. Because my first year of college, I just didn't even know Greek systems were a thing <laughs> until the spring. Uh, and they basically were like, you want a beer? We have beer. And they were basically rushing me. And I didn't realize it at the time. Um, so they just, Sneaky. Right. And so they just kept trying to get me convinced uh, to pledge. Now, at the time, I also had, like, a crazy mohawk. Like, it was, like, a foot tall. And I forget all about that. And so I see pictures. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally did that at 18. I know what you mean. Or I guess I was 19 at this time. Yep. And uh, so I basically said, well, if y'all have anyone in your fraternity that can rap better than I can, I will pledge your fraternity. And they're like, Oh, we got people that can rap. Oh my God! And, and here the comes first people, Chuck Jones. Well, actually, the first person was Johnny A. Okay, who was my big for a minute. Yep. Uh, he was like their only black. Well, I guess there's darkness too, but Johnny A was the only black guy that would rap. Mm -hmm. They had, uh, and he said like four lines, and then he he was done. Yep, that was it. And then Chuck Jones, who uh, also fraternity Chuck, brother uh, of ours. Yeah. Uh, he rapped, and he's like a tattooed. Uh, kind of emo looking guy, right? I think it's somewhat accurate, at least at that time period yeah. for what he looked like. And how he was like, I was just like, oh, well, you know, he did it in front of all these people. And I never rapped in front of anybody. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll try it. And then I rapped for like 30 minutes. And then when I was done, there was like 80 people around us in a big circle. And then I almost had a heart attack because I'm super introverted, shy person. And I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> But that was awesome, and I was like, wow, that was super cool. Yeah. So that was like my first little taste of that. And then on the way home, Anthony Logan um, had this cousin who was gay and lived with these four other gay guys, and they lived at this place they called the Q5. And he made me stop there and freestyle for all, for a, basically a huge party of not all gay guys, but a lot of gay guys and then some ladies or whatever. And then I rapped, and all the gay guys were like, you're fucking awesome. And I was like, thanks. And then we went home. And that was how that evening went. It was a great night. I was like, man, I'm fucking awesome. That, yeah. that was my thought. Big confidence. And then every time we went to Legends after that, for a while, 
I mean, up until you got to college and we went like, I was always just freestyling and stuff. So yeah. basically from spring all the way up for a while, like freestyling was my shit. Mm -hmm. That's all. I never wrote. I was like, I'm like Lil Wayne and Jay-Z. I don't write shit. I only freestyle. I was all about it. Um, plenty of times of me like battling quote unquote people mm -hmm. it's not really battling because i wasn't making fun of it. it was just like you freestyle and i'm gonna freestyle and then people are gonna judge who was better right yep. like that's more or less what it was um i had a lot of friends on the football team there'd be black dudes that knew i could rap and they'd bring me in the circle and i'd act like i was shitty and then other guys would go and then i would go and they would yeah. get pissed at me because i act like i was shitty and i wasn't um now, looking back, I'm like, I probably was shitty, but just freestyling is different at a party. Like, if yeah. you say, like, a good line every few or five, like, five, people five go nuts. lines or so, right, people freak out. As long out. as you get the crowd on your side, you're golden. Right, and um, I normally get fairly animated mm -hmm. compared to the way I am just in normal life. Yeah, for so sure. I think that add, added a lot to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've wrapped up parties, recorded some freestyles. The fall of 2007, we joined the fraternity. Yep, we did. And then, I, I mean, that was really when I freestyled everywhere. Another time yeah. I remember is uh, Rush Party. You were there, I think, at this one at uh, Megan Schroeder's house. Mm -hmm. And Sunshine, who was a Fatal. Yep. But at this time, he was rushing Pike. I think so. I don't remember. He, it was he weird. He rushed it all was three, weird. I believe. Um, but he challenged me, right, or whatever. And I freestyled in front of all these people. And that's when, like, a good majority of people in the Greek system heard me and were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so that was a really fun night, I remember. Um, and then I made a song, Pi K.A., which we mentioned earlier in Travis's Top 5. And it was a big deal at the time. That was probably the first song that I, like, actually made a song. Mm -hmm. I was like, we got to have a hook, and then I'm going to do verses. And I freestyled it all. And there's inaccurate things like i say our colors are maroon and yellow and yep. that's just not the colors no garnet and old gold but i hadn't even signed a bid card yet yeah and travis was like you gotta do you gotta it to do it the a bay bay song we're gonna pack a and it was really fun we did it was it. i was the only person in the fraternity that did not have it as a ringtone like, everyone besides you had it as a ringtone and i remember that was a semester when i pledged i got my phone cover when you could get those from like skin it or whatever right and i had pack a on my phone and then i also had that ringtone that played for everything. Right. So, I mean, that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun there. Um, something I didn't put on my timeline, but it just came to me and is a great story. We we're going to have to really get into like fraternity stories one time and we'll retell this one. But a quick one here is a lot of stuff happened. We end up in Edmond. Oh, man. Right. And I, so yeah. we'll tell the full story another time. But we wind up in Edmond at the Pike House there and we have to go do uh, air, get a shirt signed by the sorority. Yeah, I'll say that's the best way to say it. Right, and they all have things for us to do for it. And every place we're at, LV, who I haven't heard from <laughs> always in months. Um, hopefully, we will someday. Yeah, uh, he right basically makes every sorority make me rap in order for them to sign our shirts. Yeah, makes it more difficult for sure. And then the guys already awesome. told me that I couldn't cuss. Yeah, and if you've heard me on this podcast or the songs you'll hear later, that is very hard for me to do. Mm -hmm. I'm, I like to cuss, and so I did it. Or whatever, and it was—I mean, it was fun. It made it for an even more fun. Now, remember that being a big, yeah, it big was thing too. But I, I just really enjoyed freestyling. That's hard for me to imagine now because I cannot freestyle anymore. But I used to be really every good party at it. you did. Um, so spring, still freestyling. In the summer of two thousand eight, uh, me and you got our first apartment together. We did Tanglehood, and <laughs> the Tanglehood. I said I don't ever remember really recording there. And then you remember, I do remember when we first met KV, mm -hmm. we lived there, me and him freestyled some on a computer. So I'm sure I recorded a few things here or there, mm -hmm. but at that time you had a crazy girlfriend. Yeah. I had a crazy girlfriend. Our lives were so stupid that I just <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. remember 
ever I'm not really trying to block a lot of it out agreed right i just that is like that time in my life that like i remember some fun stuff me and you did there but there's a lot of it that i'm like we just can't even think about it yep don't, agree don't i, I agree with you uh and then in the winter of 2008 i got a new apartment where mm-hmm. i was living by myself my life was still crazy but it was like almost to the point of about to get cool again mm-hmm. and so that gets me to 2009 um get crazy girlfriend out of the picture um, and then I started basically to record freestyles again. And basically at that point, mm-hmm. also at this point, Marshall's coming over a lot. I mentioned last week, I was playing lots of NCAA. This is all the same time period of me being like, oh, this is going to be real cool. Um, that summer, I got a job with a movie theater. I remember that. Because yeah. you used to always bring those big old giant bags of popcorn home. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I worked at projectors because I had the old ass film projectors. Mm-hmm. So I just had to get those started at certain times and I could just sit there and write. So that was kind of when I first started to think about writing. Mm-hmm. And the way I started writing was I just freestyled in my head and was like, that's cool. I'll write it down. Yeah. Freestyle my head. Right? And maybe that's how everyone does it. I don't, I don't know. Um, but Shad moved in that summer at some point in time. He did. And I recorded my first mixtape, which I called Summer Job. Yep. Uh, I have it on my computer, but it does not exist online that I know of. I have anywhere. the CD that's terribly scratched, but I've still got it. Right. And almost that whole thing is freestyled. There is almost, I don't think there's any written stuff on Summer Job that I can think of. Uh, none of those are going to make my top five list. It's just too early in the process. I understand. Um, now, during this time, soundclick.com was a very big deal for me. Yes. Um, Soldier Boy just blew up and he like kind of got his start there. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when I got onto the forums, people were still talking about that. Um, it was a cool place in the forums to just meet people. Two of the people you'll hear later on in our top five, I met through SoundClick. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone I rapped with, I met on that website. So it was just a cool place. They used to have competitions where it was like, what are the top eight songs on SoundClick right now? And yeah. you could challenge people and then people would vote. And it was just a lot of fun. I had one song on there, the Badass Rapper song, which yep. came on next one. Uh, so in fall of 2009, so just a few months after Summer Job, I made another mixtape called Captain Mogier, which is just my last name without an R on it yep. and a little apostrophe. And that came from, uh, I mean, Brass Boha, I don't think I'll ever listen to this, but if he did, he would remember it. There was a kid we went to school with named uh, Cody Kirkland who called me Captain Mogier for whatever reason. And so when I needed a name for it, I was He's like, oh, we're just going to name it that. Um, that's probably like half freestyles, half being written um, on that one. So I started to get into writing a little bit there and kind of basically again, taught myself. And I have a very basic system. I got 16 lines, mm-hmm. four, 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 I group them together. I'm yep. a little more complicated now, but in general, that's still kind of how I, I write things. Yeah. Um, 2010, Shad moved home. He was a little homesick. He was. <laughs> Didn't deal well in Ada. Uh, so, and then I just started getting on a lot of collabs through SoundClick, different things. Um, and then SDB, which was a huge deal. Matt. I really hope Demonic listens to this. I'll hit him up to see if he will. For sure. Um, but SDB was strictly down to business. It was like this online radio station. I, I don't want to like oversell it or undersell it because I just don't know what the listener numbers were at the time. I don't yeah. remember that. But it was like every Tuesday and Thursday, we had an internet radio show. Um, I was cool with a lot of the guys on there. And Mm so my songs would get played. Their songs would get played. Um, A lot of us would be in the chat room, make a lot of connections. I I just remember in the chat room a lot. Yeah, you would be in the chat room. Uh, I just don't remember like how popular it was, but it was a lot of fun. Like it made your music feel like it had a point, even if it didn't. Exactly. Right. So I really, uh, 
I, I really enjoy and a lot of my old songs I mentioned SDB like it was a fun thing because like you know Little Wayne's gonna mention Young Money yep. I'm gonna mention SDB that was the way I thought about it yeah right? like that was my group of, of people um, summer of 2010 I think I took the biggest leap in my rap career maybe until this last one maybe um, but call it what you want one I'll say call it what you want yeah um, I just in my mind I had this fun thing where I was gonna be like people ask me if I rap and I tell them call it what, what you want. want and that was like my whole thing right yeah because I even now still feel like I mean I kind of rap but it doesn't sound like other rap music mm-hmm. it could probably be a different genre I could probably be like like in a gym class hero sort of thing, right? Yeah. And do that as opposed to to real rap music. So that was my whole thing. Um, I think there's a lot of really fun songs on there. I think yep. uh, I really found my groove as far as how I write. Going back, I just think all my mixing's bad. Uh, I wish I rapped with a different confidence. Like learning how to make your voice sound a certain way mm-hmm. was a big thing to learn yeah, that I, I mean, didn't know then. I really like Call of What You Want. I mean, two of my top five songs come from that. Mix. Right. So, and I mean, and there's somewhat a nostalgia factor to that. Like we Agreed. just had so much fun in that time period. Things got nuts. Right. Like that was probably like the most fun time of our life. Maybe, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, this is what we were listening to. Agreed. So um, that goes a long way. Uh, and then in the fall of 2010, 2010 was a busy year for me. Uh, I do a mixtape, which two song, one in my top five, one in your top five are on the blonde hair. Don't care. Mm hmm. Which I make with probably like my best internet friend, yeah, Barkley, Mister Barkley. Barkley. Um, hopefully he'll listen in on this as well. Now, when he first hit me up, it was really cool. It was another big ego boost thing, and he could have just been bullshitting. I don't know. I never <laughs> asked him, um, but he hits me up, and it was like, I think you're so good, and I would just love it if one day I was good enough to do a song with you. And this is like no one's ever hit me up before that of like, I think you're good at music. So I was just like. Fuck it, let's do a song right now. Like yeah. the fact you want to do music with me and you let's think I'm it. good, let's just do it. I mean, so. again, another going, another one of my top five off of blonde hair. Don't care. Right. So we ended up making a whole mixtape because I don't think Barkley ever did a solo mixtape. I think this was like going to get him warmed up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was probably the most fun I had making a mixtape because you did collaborate and you're like, hey, I have this idea, and you know, you both mix a little bit here and there, kind of share some responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, but I really like blonde hair. Don't care and. Barkley and Jaking, um, who I rapped with a lot, those two people I've never met in real life, but I feel like I've met them in real life. Yeah. Because I've talked to them so much on the internet and we've done so many songs together. Um, so anyway, we've done a whole track together. He's white. I'm white. We have light colored hair. Mine's not really blonde anymore, but we made a mixtape called Blonde Hair Don't Care. Yep. Super good. Um, all right. And then in the winter of 2010, released Smokelahoma. Yep which is one of my favorite names that I've ever come up with. Agree. Now, there is like a barbecue sauce or something, barbecue places that have that name. But at the time of us coming up with it, we didn't know this existed. Nope. We just thought we were super clever. Yeah, it right? was awesome. Um, And we rocked that. Now, Smokelahoma was almost all throwaway tracks from the next mixtape that came out. Uh, it was just like things I didn't think were good enough at the time. And they were a lot more weed-oriented, given the name Smokelahoma. Yeah. Uh, again, in college, that was just kind of the the way we we rolled because that was right when we moved in together right again for the second time right so we moved because you moved away came back lived next to me and mm-hmm. then we got apartment together again yep. like the same week i released Oklahoma. uh and then 2011 uh i'm basically just working on what i released in the summer of 2011 which is called what you want to 
And that was like my pride and joy forever. That was that was like the holy grail for a while. Yeah, I mean, honestly, until this last week when I really went back and listened to my newest one, Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, I call what you want. Two's not as good as I thought it was, just comparatively. But I'm always gonna think my newest stuff's better. That's how it normally is. You've evolved, right? It's normally how it goes. But call what you want. Two has a lot of uh hallmarks to what i basically rap about even now yeah. like a lot of stuff uh kernels of ideas are well there. and your flow changed a little bit yeah um i think i'm more did like me like what what would i do exactly. as opposed to because i do a lot of like swagger jacking songs like mm-hmm. we have us we have one later i do a little wayne song but i'm basically trying to sound like little wayne yeah and there's that sort of rapping and there's like but what do i sound like right and so i think i just embraced that a little bit more um also, I got Maurice on a track finally. Maurice, man. And Maurice, I met my very first few weeks in college. He Dude asked me for $10. Sing and make a woman drop her pants. He can't. He, Straight he, up. He's really good. Um, but I, like, I met him on campus and we hit it off and he just asked me for 10 bucks and I didn't even know this dude. And so to go from that to like, eventually he's like singing on my stuff like years later and yeah. he's really, really good. He tried to get a record deal, moved to Atlanta, just didn't I mean, he work tried it out, out or whatever. Um, but I really like him on Call It What You Want To. Mm-hmm. really helped a lot, I think. Um, the fall, so just right after Call It What You Want To, I released That Dude. Yep. Now, it is super rushed, probably not completely finished. The mixing's not good. There are some good lines here and there. I got a little obsessed with trying to rap fast on certain songs. Yeah. But I was really just trying to get a mixtape done before I graduated because I didn't know what was going on after I graduated. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole point of that. So that dude is not as good as call what you want to, but there's still a couple, you have one song on your top five from that. Yep. Um, so there's a couple good ones. And then from 2012, 2016, I didn't do anything. I yep. just didn't rap. I mean, every once in a while, like EJ or someone would hit me up to do a verse for him. And I would, mm-hmm. um, just every once in a while, it was very, very rare for me to, to rap. And then 2016, this producer here in town gave me a bunch of beats mm-hmm. I liked one beat on there and did did that song. Um, and then that kind of got me back into it. I was like, well, I'm going to mess around with stuff. And then I spent a year making my last mixtape, which I put out in June, May of 2017, of Resin Hits. Yep. And the whole idea behind that is like when you basically, like when you quit smoking weed um, and it, if you find it difficult, you're going to smoke the resin that's in the pipe, like the old, the shit the of the shit weed. The shit of the weed, yeah. Um. But you're still going to do that. So, like, I'd quit rapping for so long, but I just couldn't quit rapping. So, these were, like, the resin hits Yeah, was the idea behind the name. And I really enjoyed the name. Um, And I even made a song called Resin Hits, Mm -hmm. which is super good. Um, Now, I do think Resin Hits, top to bottom, is easily the best thing I made. I think the mixing's really good. Uh, I think I'm more honest to me, finally, like... Agree. I mean, there's very little projections. It's very much like, no, this is kind of how I feel. Just, I'm honest. Exactly. About very, very stuff. honest. I was actually talking about this with my little brother and his favorite song. I mean, as you know, he's a huge supporter of yours. I don't he know is. how many tapes he's or mixtapes he's listened to, but he was telling me that because we were listening to it in the garage and Moe's a goldfish. He goes, That is my favorite song. He goes, I listen to Resin Hits at least once a day because he drives around a lot. Right. And he goes, I listen to the whole mixtape because Moe's a goldfish is. I mean, he could tell you almost word for it. He's almost better than I actually he is probably right. on resonance than I am. But I agree with him. I mean, there's some really good songs on there. But I, again, it's like you took that next stage of evolution and becoming more of yourself and becoming more of a, I don't give a fuck what everyone else has to say about it. I'm just going to rap about it, period. Right. Well, and also like uh, no one really listens in general. Like, I mean, I have like a hundred listens on the mixtape on yeah. that piff. Like, 
So I'm like, well, I don't know. I, and I say it on the mixtape. I made the mixtape for me because I wanted a new mixtape <laughs> to listen to. Right after the first, on that first song. I mean, and that really is kind of how it is. And uh, and really the best part of all of it, and I think I'm somewhat creative. Like I'm creating things. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm good, but I do like creating stuff. Um, and I've made mixtapes that didn't exist. And me and you have listened to them hundreds of times. Yeah. And if I didn't make them, we wouldn't have listened to them. Mm-hmm. So in at least a little bit of way, I made something that just didn't exist before. So that's cool enough. And I get the lowest level. That's kind of where, where I feel about it. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's any other important milestones. Um, I have a little notes. I know Charles Hamilton was a big influence for me. Yep. Because he wasn't good. Like, I listened to everything he made, and his flow wasn't good, and his lyrics weren't good. He made his own beats that were awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if this dude can do it at this stage and he's not any good, I'll try. Yeah. And And I honestly I think you could have I think you could have been at least semi known across the US if you had pursued it. Right. I mean you had multiple chances to do stage. Yeah. Um, um and yeah, just do there was a few people that asked me here and there, but like, yeah, I just never uh had the confidence and I already did too much on my like I already like wrote, recorded, mixed it. Exactly. I mean, you did and it. And then it was like beginning then. I didn't. I couldn't also be like, well, now I make the version that I would perform to, and then I'm gonna promote it, and then I'm gonna call a person to book stage time, and I just didn't have the confidence to feel like I was good enough. So I think I would have need a little more. But yeah, I think after call what you want to, if I would have tried to be like I could perform some of these, maybe something could have happened, but I just didn't. So mm-hmm. it didn't. For sure. Um. And really, I just think it's cool if uh, someone came across my mixtape and listened to it. Like, same with our podcast now. Like, I think about our podcast basically the same way I thought about our music. Like, yeah. anytime we get another listener, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I get really excited yep. about it, even if it's just one person. It's still, it's one person. I'm, like, fucking pumped. So, Agreed. Um, all right. Do you have any questions before we get into our top five list? No. I... I... I'm I'm minimize this to ten songs. I could have easily chosen probably thirty. Yeah. See, for me, going because I went and listened to like every song, mm-hmm. and because I am what some I'm somewhat embarrassed by some songs because I did over talk. I talked about weed way too much. It is my crutch. It is. If I don't have a line, I'm like, well, I just come with a weed line. I can think of that. But there were some that were just that killed it for me. And again, I look at it at the time that you did it, right? Not comparatively to what you do now. Right. So to me, I was like, well, which five verses would I be least embarrassed by? And those are the ones I seem to pick. But then again, like my number one is my number one and yeah. and all that. Um, also, like I'd way talk about vaginas too much. But like I remember <laughs> early on, like the only way I would get on collabs of other people's is for those. They'd be like, I got this slow jam for the ladies. I need you to rap about perverted stuff. And yeah. like that was just how I did it. You did. Yep. Um, so that was kind of bread and butter. So I just kind of stuck with it. But sure. All right, so Powell, we will go ahead and start with your number five, and what would that be? Number five is off Blonde Hair Don't Care, and that is Bad News. All right, so that is 2010, and then we'll hear Mr. Barkley on this hook, and then it'll be my verse. Um, I can kind of give a little bit of a heads up on it. Basically, the first two verses on the song of Moose and Barkley both are about women cheating on them, mm-hmm. so that's what my verse is about as well. Uh, crazy Girlfriend basically uh, – I don't know technically if she ever cheated on me, but I'm like probably did. So I just use that like as that my emotion. motivation yeah. and emotion to write it. Um, and a lot of it's pretty honest. I think it's one of the first songs where I'm being like, let me get this off my chest sort of 
moment. Yeah. Um, even now, like my two newest songs I have on SoundCloud are like super depressing, but like doing it like makes me feel better. Yeah, and that's kind of how this song chest. was, right? Sure. So, all right, well, let's do it now. That was bad news. Yeah, I mean, I just, I know it was about cheating y'all, but I don't know what it was about that song. Like, it just, I could just relate to it, I guess. I mean, I did have a crazy that also yeah. cheated on me with that crazy. And so it just, and it just, it's exactly what you want to say if you could say that to anybody. Right. I mean, that's what, that's what got Yeah, because spoiler, I didn't say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in real life. But exactly. Like, in my head, I did. Um, also think there was a lot to it of, like, I did turn into an asshole after. Like, there is some truth to that. Like, because you knew me before and after that. Like, yep. I was a lot nicer of a person. And You're then after that, I, I became more introverted and calloused. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of got that. And, like, it is honest in it a way. Is. And so to me, anytime I say something honest, I like it. Where I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess I hit that one on the head. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. My number five song is a new song. Um, I chose it because I think it kind of explains a lot of probably what I want to say. Like a lot of my rap songs say things that I wish I could just say normally, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's easier just to rap it, right? Or whatever. So this song is called Sell My Soul, and it's on Resin Hits. Okay. Uh, the part you're not going to hear at the beginning is there's – it's from the Batman animated series, but it's like screwed and chopped where it sounds like a demon laughing and talking and stuff. Yep. So I kind of use that for the whole Sell My Soul um, aspect of it, um, but we'll play it now. I've always been fascinated by rap music, so I thought, geez, what if? <laughs> what if I did it? What if I spit it? Do I be different? Still don't know if y'all get it. Never felt gifted. I guess I'm too pessimistic. The type of rapper spit a shitty first dude in a minute. You know I'm honest. I got a bong and a bond in those skinny jeans. I got an ounce in my pocket. Tell me most stop it. They say I need to chill, but I tell my soul the devil for deal if that dude was real. So offensive, off my hinges. Marijuana stenches while I'm eating minges. Get turned like wrenches. I'm raping the seed like I don't know what consent is. Fucking with me, then you a fucking idiot. I end this shit immediate. Leave you looking hideous, my girl the prettiest. My life in Odyssey, I'm feeling like Odysseus. Fighting me, got me walking wobbly, bro. Come here, take a hit of this. No little sister, brother, only child, nobody like me. Wanna talk shit, you can freestyle and write me. Take a lot of hits and I don't take them lightly. Asking if I'm really this high, bitch, I might be so exciting. I've been rapping for years, but don't remind me. Say, most stop it with this rap shit. You need to chill, but I tell my soul the devil for a deal if that dude was real. 
I just really like that song. That, I mean, it, it's it's good. I mean, I agree that that first part. It, it actually, whenever I do it, I make that demon like I'm the demon. Statue. Right. <laughs> um, but it just the way that flow goes is is sick. I right. mean, I think I'm pretty on point there. Honestly, my favorite part about it is uh, I was watching the South Park episode where Oprah's Minge. I was like Minge. Yes. And that's where why I wrote Minge in that. <laughs> <laughs> And I just really like the fact I use the word minge. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I like that line. I think there was, an, there was another one in there that I've already forgot. But, yeah, uh, I like resin hits a lot. And so I just want to make sure I at least had two off resin hits. So I put that as my number five. For sure. There were definitely other things almost made it. That is what I went with. Gotcha. Um, no, my number four. Hold on. My number four that I had was second chance. Okay. Off call it what you want to okay so second chance now honestly i should have clipped ej's verse for this because his is better uh, but i didn't think about it at the time and I, this is the shortest of the the snippets we have because it's only like half of my first verse <laughs> so oh uh, here it is I grew up in low-income houses with those ladies playing skip Too much premature with a heart condition, I've always been sick, bro. Been in my mind, but this time I'm sucking limpo. I try to climb above the pain like a window. I stay on my tiptoes, don't want to serve the peace. And I'm sorry to the old homies, ain't heard a word from me. Don't take it personally, man, my life was fucked up. And when I finally found me, I seen we lost touch. I guess more than my age has changed in the last year. Starting to think being an asshole's boy got me here. Nowadays, a few hundred less friends than Facebook says. But then again, shit, I'm happy that my ass ain't dead. Yeah, so I like the song. Cut off a little short. Yeah. Because it gets too deep. It too gets deep. a little deep. But uh, I mean, that's, to me, that's what I liked about it. it yeah. It, it was very real. Um, well, I love the whole two months premature i've always been sick bro like, exactly. like that i love that it's line so it's so clean and and i like the when i see i found me i see we lost touch mm -hmm. i think that was really well written i mean not to like the brag or but like i really liked the way i wrote that it was and i mean that beat was awesome but i mean that's yeah and then that's why i like that as my ej's four. part's awesome as well like um ej ejay is how he spells it bald-headed yep. bastard if you ever want to look him up um mm -hmm. every song he does in mine he's awesome uh you can tell when you inspire him. So like that song, I feel like my verse inspired him because he kept it very much on point, kind of yeah. the way mine was. Um, and isn't EJ the former Marine or? He was in some military. I know the first time he recorded with me, he like recorded in a tent in Afghanistan. Yeah. I was like, like, I know, he had I know a mic set up crazy, there like awesome. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, EJ's super cool. Probably should have put his verse, but my bad. For sure. Um, all right, my number four is off of Blonde Hair Don't Care. Okay. Uh, so this song is called Fuck the World. Now, I'm going to be honest here, and I don't tell a lot of people this. I hate the first like couple lines I do because I fuck it up. Okay. It starts off where I say, two middle fingers up, rap game Steve Austin, give me a fuck yeah if this weed keeps you coughing. And at the time, I was like, well, because it's weed, not beer, I'm going to say fuck instead of hell. But I've regretted it ever since. I should have said, give me a hell yeah, because that's what Stone Cold Steve Austin says. He does. Now, and I've regretted it forever. Now, he does have plenty of shirts that have fuck yeah. Does he? Yes. Okay, um, well, then I feel a little better. The reason I know that is the amount of memes that I have seen with, I can't remember the player's name for the Saints, number 41, who missed that tackle last week. Mm -hmm. And he's doing a stole cold stunner on it. Oh, yeah, and yeah. That, and it has fuck yeah across his chest. Gotcha. Um, all right, but here is Fuck the World. Again, Barkley is a little bit on this hook. You'll hear a little bit of him. He's just really good at hooks. That was definitely his strength. I For feel sure. Like. This life has got me feeling 
up rap game steve austin give me a fuck yeah if this weed keeps you coughing always talking keeping girls wetter than dolphins or how i'm spitting lines like dudes at the auction but nobody sees my thoughts when i feel so sad in my head just bawling i hold it all in like ziploc sealed and i don't know about y'all but i know how i feel it's fuck the world until this is over find it much easier dude when i am not sober should i end it all she say no mosher the world would get colder if i wasn't there to hold her i see the whole world as selfish acts my life got me choked up like darth vader attacks the world fucked up to the max forever like a cat get up on my spaceship and never come back all right so couple things that it is like the prequel to a lot of my favorite songs i'm my number one and three song this was clearly like a prequel-ish song to it like um it was a little bit more getting in my emotions like i normally rap about this but this is how i truly feel sort of like my whole thing there um and i mentioned suicide in there totally becomes a huge topic for me in the future it's just something i really like rap rap about for whatever reason um and then specifically that line i remember a lot because I, when i went to go write it i was like power give me a give me a phrase and you were like ziploc sealed <laughs> like you gave me this big stumper of a word and i was like i'm gonna write that in this verse and then i did i remember it it was it was good and and i need to correct myself it's not fuck yeah it's fuck fear drink beer that's what he says oh okay so it was a little different but i mean i i think if you would have said hell yeah either way i think it works really well um but agreed. I mean, I, I remember that that was a. I thought you were, because I mean, there was plenty of times you're like, "Hey, throw me this," and I thought I could stump you. Right. Like, that was that was my goal. Was trying to make it very difficult. It's like, nope. Like whenever Dylan said, "Choose a magic word like napkin and try to make that cool." Yep. Remember um, that very well. So, moving on. Uh, my number three is off. Call it what you want, which is my chick bad. And there is one line in here that I'll wait till after this that. I still remember to this day that I, I say quite often to you, which is just funny. Okay. Yeah. And I will say on this song, um, this was like the song when they played on SDB, when I did this verse, like all of a sudden everyone was like, I want you on my mixtape. So like, this was the verse that kind of made me SDB famous or yeah. whatever. Right. Like that was when we were like, no, yeah, you're actually kind of good. Mm-hmm. Um, because I very much swagger Jack the song very well. Um, so For here sure. it is. My chick bad. My chick hood. My chick do stuff that your chick wish you could. My, my chick bad. Bad and bad and dinger. My, my chick bad. Bad and bad and dinger. My, my chick bad. Hope this doesn't get taken down. <laughs> because of that? Yeah. Your chick bad, dude. My chick worse. About to kill this first man loaded in the hearse. Put my hands up, they skirts and tickle it till it squares. She say she done it hundred times, but that feeling was the first. Give me one second, then I give her my portions. Chick so bad, man, she down with abortions. Not to beat a dead horse, but see that ass in them jeans. Keep my head boy knocking, man, hear them hoes scream. Probably problems with her father, but I be getting them wetter than shark skills and otters. My chick so bad, man, we playing cops and robbers. And your chick ain't bad, dude, 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 so don't even bother. My chick bad, my chick hood, my chick do stuff that your chick wish you could. I mean, I'm just, first off. Dance, no one can see, but I'm just dancing right. here with this song. 
but it's the line of probably problems with their father. I, yeah, I really enjoy... The way you enunciate it, it just, I don't know what it is. There's a lot of vulnerability in my voice, the way I say probably. Mm -hmm. And there is some about that, like, especially if you're listening on headphones, which I'm assuming people will listen to this on headphones. Uh, it just sounds really fucking cool. Yeah. I'm like, probably. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, really it was, cool. it killed it. But that's, that song, you did Swagger Jacket, in my opinion, very well. Right. And like I said, it just, uh, everyone liked it. So that made me like it more. Yeah. When other people were like, that one's really cool. Exactly. Like, Sweet. Um, all right. So my number three was my number one forever. Mm -hmm. Like it just always was my number one favorite song I did. Um, it's called I've Been Dead on Call What You Want To. Uh, I was I done the second verse, not the first verse. Even though I do like the first verse more, for whatever reason, when I was listening to it the other day, I just was like, I'm going to do the second verse. I don't know why I did that, but I thought it would be better for this occasion. Yeah. Um, but this song is definitely like the uh, prequel to Resin Hits. Like, it very much has that feel that pretty much the whole Resin Hits mm -hmm. mixtape seems to have. Oh, my heart to feel the world's so empty on superficial bullshit. Everybody bust your balls like motherfucking pool sticks. I'm saying this, and I was one of the cool kids. So I feel bad for some of the shit y'all fools get. I need a toolkit to build a time machine. Go back to when I first rapped, when I was 19. Tell me it's not easy, mo, cause everybody hates. But really, they just jealous cause you everything they ain't. The ladies love the confidence, but don't get too cocky. Keep following your dreams and don't let no bitch stop me. See, my mind's foggy, need more hours, drink some coffee. Some of y'all don't get the message like my reception spotty. So beat me up, Scotty, take me out the surf. I came too early with a two-month premature birth. I know it sounds bad, but I'm ready for when it's over. When it's the great rhymes of the late Aaron Michael Bowser. I don't know, I really, I just like the way I say my full name. Yeah. Right? I like, the, I think the full name really adds a, yeah. a good kick in there. It, it does. Uh... So anyway, that was like my favorite song forever. Um, now it's not even. I have another one from that same mixtape that's higher, but I mean I still that song like was that song. it was really good. Agreed. Well, and it has that dude singing on the hook. It's totally not me. Yep. Um, and he's all good, right? And I didn't have to make a hook. <laughs> exactly. That, so that I mean, was always it, easy. Uh, so yeah, always liked that song a lot. You know what? That hook almost reminds me of that Gorillaz song. Um, like just the way that he that flow and that singing that he right. has. All right, pal. What do you have? For your number two. So my number two is off that dude. And in my opinion, I know I said my chick bad was great at swagger jacking, but this one to me killed it at six foot, seven foot. I agree. Um now I remember a lot about this song. One, I mean, I love Lil Wayne. And mm -hmm. this is the best uh like thing I did on a Lil Wayne beat. So that was cool. Uh also when I did this and people like share on their Facebooks, people were like is that Little Wayne? No, I think that's stupid because I think I clearly don't sound like Little Wayne. I don't think but you do. people, I did see other comments that said that. So I mean, like, when me and Jill listen to a song on the radio, and I cannot remember it now, but there is a dude I've asked you about it before. I go, this dude sounds almost identical. I think it was Watsky, but I could maybe that was, and it sounded not only like you, but your flow and the way it just the way it was delivered. Right. Um, but no, I think you have a completely different style. But to me, yeah, and, song. and both of our number twos, I just did the whole song mm -hmm. because they're. Uh, I don't know how to explain. Like, they're just all together. There's no hook. It's yeah, just a straight you, you verse go for a whole it. song. So that's where I put it there. So, and I will say the thing I hate about Six Foot Seven Foot that I did going back and listening to it is again my mixing is really bad. So like the way I used to mix stuff, and that's why everything before Resonance is bad to me, 
is like I made the beat as loud as possible mm-hmm. and then I try to get my vocals up to it as opposed to like wherever my vocals are, let's like drop the beat down, mix it, and then raise it all. I just didn't think like that at the time. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of things like my voice kind of seems blown out. And I remember and so I try to mess with a lot all of these before we started, but it's still a little like I'm too loud, if that makes sense or whatever. For but sure. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. I mean, uh, it's a lot of pun- like, it's different than the other songs because like it's a lot of punchlines and it's not me being me. It's like, how can I make all this rhyme yeah, and be fun like together? I'm sick, cancer, AIDS, and a coma. Right. I mean, it just. And also, if I could go back, I would take out every breath you hear me take because I now know to do that. And yeah. at that time, I was just like, <gasps> and you just did it. Yeah. But I mean, in that first part where it's flowing, going, I mean, that, there was like seven or eight right in a row where you just nailed. And to right. me, that that was really good, but. Honestly, I've listened to more of that six foot seven foot than I have with Corey Guns and Lil Wayne six foot seven foot. Yeah, I mean, far. I have nothing on Corey Guns. I'll say that Corey Guns is dope, but he is I do like uh, my version of that song for sure. Agreed. Um, all right, my number two is a very same way. It's what I call free flowing is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, on call what you want to. Um, on Smoke, Oklahoma, I have three free flow, one, two, and three songs. Yep. And basically what I mean by free flows, because they're not freestyles necessarily. It's more of like um, I have three pieces of paper from collabs or songs that I decided not to do. And then I just kind of put them together in my hand. And then I start a beat. And then I just go through the pages until I complete the beat. Yeah. And that was basically what I did. Um, now, the reason Free Flowing has been put over I've Been Dead is because at least once a week in my head, I will do the Free Flowing whole verse in my head <laughs> because the beat is so catchy to me yep. that it gets stuck in my head and I haven't even listened to it. So, here it is. So, uh, okay, look. <laughs> 
I'm the type to grab a mic after I'm bong hitting. I got a few songs written that can get your whole song dripping. Getting high's my mission, marijuana's what I'm getting. Fuck with me, you get grilled like I'm tall gripping. Oh my, I'm so high, my eyes are non-vision. This is all lines, my hooks like a bad day gone fishing. The cleanest in the game, that's my humble opinion. And I know I could give a propane like Strickland. King of the hill, yes, I'm king of the kill. Should I take another hit? Yes, sir, I sure will. Then I take four pills, knocked out for four meals. Wake up, I'm four wheels. Confused about the ordeal. Then I order more meals with some assorted bills. Barely afford any deals, but I blow it off for the thrill. Man, that's how I feel. Yes, yes, that's how I'm feeling. Man, I'm higher than a cell. I mean, higher than a ceiling. Bitch, I'm in the building, waiting for destruction. Roll up that killing rotation, start buffing. Haters ain't nothing. I barely pay attention. I'm probably with my cousin, just hanging like suspension. Not hanging with no bitches. I'm hanging with my bitch, though. Philosophical neck. Damn, she got a deep throat. Make you think about it. You gotta check your ego. Man, I get thrown like a ball from Uncle Rico. Napoleon Dynamite. No, I ain't trying to fight. I'm just trying to stay lit like a pilot life. Get out my line of sight before you get shooting. Think the game's custom made, cause how well I'm suited. Couples and X in my sprite, I call that shit my magic fluid. Watermelon, Jolly Ranchers in it, cause I'm used to it. It's like pink, it made me think I'm about to act stupid. See if any ladies wanna cut, yeah, we get wounded. I'm higher than the moon is, brighter than the sun. If your chick knows what brute is, it's back to where she come. I mean, back to where she came. I'm back to run the game. My chick keeps saying, oh God, I think I'm about to change my name. Saying I'm about to take my brain to a science laboratory. They probably say it's not the same, I'm in another guy. Category. Same stone like a quarry, same old story. In case you didn't know, I'm fucked up like an elevator orgy. <laughs> I just love that beat. The beat yeah, is so dope, it, it is, man. I mean, there's so many that esophagus line is it, just... The deep throat. Yeah, it, it's so good. I mean, there's so many just... It almost makes you think for a second on, on some of those lines. It just... It, it's funny. Well, and really that song was kind of inspired by the ludicrous song Hip Hop Quotables because mm-hmm. it has a beat similar to that. Not exactly, but... It reminds me of it, I guess, in a yeah. way. And he's like, hi, I'm ludicrous. I'm high as giraffe pussy. And, like, <laughs> like, and so that was kind of what I was uh, channeling when I was doing that song at the time. Uh, but like right now, it's like, let's say me and you, we're somewhere and we're like, I would never be in a club. We'll say we're in a club and someone's like freestyle ballad. I, that's the verse I'm doing. You grab that one and take Because I know I can do it. Yeah. And I won't forget it because I do it, like I said, once a week. Where other things is like might be so dependent on the hook mm-hmm. to make sense where this is just straight whatever. Like this one and then the Homa off. Yeah. A smoke Homa. The I think Homa. I, could, I could probably pull pull off um, in a tight spot like that. So those anyway, those are my freestyle weapons that aren't going to be freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. So... Your number one, I do know what it is. Yep, is interesting because it is not going to be me that we hear. We are going to uh, it's going to be Jay King. Yep, who because uh, Jay King's verse was just so much better than my verse on the song that I'd rather listen to his. There is one line that I, I still, me and Jill say every once in a while. It says we're uh, green and pink together like the Power Rangers. Right. I mean, I like that one at the time. I remember, um, like, haha, got that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so basically, like I mentioned before, I made a lot of weed songs, a lot of vagina songs. So I made a song together called Marijuana and Vaginas. Other way. Vagina or, and Marijuana. Vaginas and Marijuana. Um, and I asked Jay King, because I did one verse that, in my opinion, isn't very good. And I asked Jay King to do a verse, and he killed it. And then me and him split the last verse. <clears throat> where we go half and half. Um, I will say, after this, I think I caught up to Jay King, but at this time, 
he just was better than me. And he well, he just got that. He had been doing it long. He's got that voice too. That's right. Just, he has a cool voice. Just goes for it. Uh, but anyway, I really like his verse on this song. So here it is. The seaweed like a sea floor is the dopest yeah. line I've I mean, ever just, had on that, Just that little almost stands right there, that ushy gushy pussy smoking on the cushy. Right. I mean, it's just, it, he does have a very good flow. Right. Um, but I, I don't know how I many will say, times. I did all those ad libs, so I'm technically on yeah, there in right? the background. I just remember, I mean, call it what you want, I bumped, I mean, I bumped all these mixtapes, I don't know how many times. Right. Um, but that song alone, I remember I drive through my car and I just, Rewind. Go back to the beginning. Go back right. to the beginning. Just keep going and playing it. Yeah, I mean, there definitely were just songs that were always you always went back to. Exactly. I mean, and Jay King, I think he's the only person that's been on every one of my mixtapes since Call What You Want One. Could yeah. be wrong. About to miss one, but he's the only one on Resin Hits, the only collab I have, because mm-hmm. he's the only person that got back to me. Everyone else was like, yeah, I might do it. And I, I get it. I didn't rap for six years. Yeah. So everyone I knew... Most of them aren't rapping. I get it because I wasn't either. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still was, and so he is on resin hits. Um, so he has kind of has to, like I said, him and Barkley are just right there as like two people I've never met, yeah. but I feel like I've met them because we're Great. real cool. Um, all right, my number one song is off of resin hits mm-hmm. called Two Different People. Yep, probably not like my best song ever, um, but it is what I've like. It's basically what I was always trying to say. Right, like there was always like one thing I've been always trying to say in in rap music of like this whole I do feel like I'm two different people. Like there is me inside, and just in general, like not even to do with rap. Like there's the me person and how I really like you know me. Yep. Like I'm actually uh, fairly funny and a nice person, but like when people don't know me, I seem very mean. Mm-hmm. Right. So like everyone has a mask, and then the person they really are. Yep. Maybe not everyone, but I totally do. So this song was like trying to portray that, and then going further even into rap music like my early rap stuff is me pretending to be a rapper yeah you know what i mean like what do rappers say about this oh beat the pussy up i'm gonna rap about beating pussy up (laughs) like that was just how it was so this was just really me being like trying to explain that Mm -hmm. if that makes sense um i don't know if i succeeded but i really liked the song and i round the word deeper with people and it sounds totally legitimate like you can't tell so i always like that aspect I feel like I'm Aaron, I feel like I'm Mo, I feel like I'm two different people. I feel like not caring, I feel like I might go down a hole even deeper. Depression, the question, well, fuck it, who asked it? Fast in the mask, then puff, puff, pass it till I swear I feel fantastic. Fake it till I make it, wait, I can sedate it. Did I create it? Why can't I escape it? It's strange, I don't hate it. I guess I deserve it. 
get skirted and reworded and cursed Am alerted and nervous? I don't know the purpose I get all these urges, I stop and get lost in my verse Try to stop giving fucks like born to get virgins Start loading the beats in the back of the hearses Someday I feel a winner, someday I feel worthless Write down my feelings but I can't read my cursive Get so nervous, wait my brain things Flash back to the school, y'all with chain links I was a fat kid, so I hate that shit But honestly, college was the same thing Until I smoked on drugs, lost a little weight Not sure if it's a mistake, but things got strange Since I was young, though, I heard this voice Find my confidence and try to destroy Feel like I got no choice, I'm mentally captive Bradley passes, someday imagine my casket Yeah, that's a real intention, get it Cause I know it gets better on the bright side With the love of my life And I'm lucky enough she gon' be my wife Like 10 years ago, dude, I couldn't imagine And she's the fucking best, dude, to have this happen Kinda sad when my anxiety gets trapped And ego gets flat, and I can't move Stay in my room, need a ring for my mood, dude I'm so confused, I don't know what to do Cause I feel like I'm Aaron, I feel like I'm Mo I feel like I'm two different people so anyway, really I mean, like that was good, yeah it's... I really like it uh, I mean, it just really touched on a lot of stuff Like, I think being a fat kid is a thing Mm-hmm. That like fat kids understand. Like if someone else who was fat growing up heard that part of like fat kid with the chain links and blah blah. Like I just think they would get it. Yeah, they they really would. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to the song that I really really agree. I mean, like it, I, I do think Resonance is, is really good and two different people's a great song. I'm, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, my favorite song off Resonance is Moe's Goldfish. Um, it's fun. I, I like that. I mean, but it was a stretch for to make sense, but I made it work. It is. It, it is. But I mean it. It does work very well for it. Right. Um, so, I don't know if we're gonna, how much further we're going to go after this, but whenever this ends, I'm going to put another song off Resin Hits called, I think it's called Already? Um, yeah, that is what it's called. And it's kind of like a sequel to two different people. Like, it kind of follows up on, mm-hmm. on that whole thought. So, anyway, that'll be at the end of this episode. Um, now, I did have some that were really close, like Ramblings, also off Resonance, almost made it because it is very much like the free flow or six foot, seven foot. It's mm-hmm. that for Resonance where it's just like three throwaway verses that I put together and made a song out yeah. of. It has the best written line I think I've ever wrote. So um, if you're familiar with rap music at all, then you know there is a history of you refer to marijuana as Mary Jane and mm-hmm. it's a female and then you're like, treat that like a human. So like SPM, one of my favorite rappers, he has this whole thing, he's like, I let my homies come over and we run a train. Like, it's really funny, right? Because you yeah. pass the weed. Uh, so there's always these, these lines, right, that reference that. Um, and so I say something of uh, me and Mary Jane were very acquainted, but our Facebook status says it's complicated because I love her so much, but she's always leaving, always running out on me, and I know I'm the reason. And I just say it in a really like that cool just, way. It just, but that, it makes so much sense, and it just kills it. Right, because, you know, it... If you uh, have ever smoked weed and possessed it, whenever you are running low, you say you're running out. Yeah. That is the terminology you yep. use. And then it'd be like, they're leaving and I know I'm the reason. It's like a real relationship. It, it sort is. Of thing. It's so good. <laughs> it it's is so good. so good. Like that one line is so good to me that I almost put that on here, but I didn't. But anyway, that one got really close. Um, and then my style, I'll call it what you want. One my is one of the good. first songs that like I made it and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like I just recorded, loved, and I was like amazing, love that shit. Um, Doug Funny, a lot of people like Doug Funny. I I've never got... loved it because it was me. I was just making a dumb song. Yeah. The hook is just four words or whatever, and and that's always I hate those songs. But I make them because the way the way I really used to think of it is like, I made songs for me and I made songs for you. Yep. That's it, yeah. And it was like, the ones that are about real shit, those are for me. Yep. And the ones that are at dancey beats are for Pow Wow, who likes to dance. And yeah. that was just the way I did it. Nothing against it. Yeah, just the I mean, way I did like it. I've got one on Inebriated. Yeah, Inebriated was definitely like that. Um, And then one kicking it um, from on Summer Job of Cap- or, um, Land of the Dopeness. 
I think it was Captain Mojie. Is that Captain Mojie? I believe so. Um, I can't remember. I just I remember Bubble the, Bubble is my favorite off of Summer Job. Thought oh, that Bubble. One, that one's yeah, funny. The Bungles Bubble Bubble. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, that Land of the Dopest because it's the very first song that comes on, and. I remember when I moved back home in 2009, I'd be going to play softball games in the summer and my buddies who would ride with me would hear that song however long it took to get from their house to the softball fields because I only played that song. That's how much I liked Land of the Dopeness. Right. Um, I will say one thing kind of scared to me. Uh, I've never had anyone, and I don't know if this is good or bad, like I've never met someone and been like, oh, I rap. And then they hear it and they're like, I thought you would be better. Agree. They're always like, oh, shit, that's really you? So yeah. that really means, like, I look like I should not be good at all, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just adequate, or, like, I'm actually good. I don't know which yeah. one it is, right? Uh, but that is kind of the way it goes. Um, there's a song called Until It Kills Me on Smoke, Oklahoma, which I always really liked. Yep. Her uh, Mascara, I really liked. Yeah, so one thing we did, we did keep it all to my mixtapes. Um, if this turns out to be a thing where people write in, like, the fucking rap episode was the best. We want more of that. I mean, we can go six through ten. Yeah. I'll just my mix that we wanted. But also, I've done a lot of collabs. And I mm-hmm. did pull up a lot of collabs when I was listening to all this. And there was a lot I wanted to put. But I was like, no, nah, let's just keep it to like my mixtapes. Um, but yeah, Her Mascara, I think, uh, was a fun one. Because it was like this guy was like, I got this emo ex-girlfriend. And he basically explained the situation. Mm-hmm. And then I just had to imagine this girl... And then I wrote a verse about someone I've never met. Yeah, I mean, it was... And it turned out really good. It was really good. Um, but yeah, Really is another one that I like. Yeah, I have that list as well. Um, that, and then, of course, the song, Smokelahoma. Song, Smokelahoma. It's a fun song. It's not good, it's fun. It, that's, that's why I put it down. It's it's uh, definitely a, I think a, a fun song for you. intro for Call It What You Want To is so I was awesome. Say, it is one of the better intros it's like one i've ever heard because i always have ideas for skits because old mm-hmm. rap albums all had skits and they were hilarious and i've never done them i always think of them but the intro for call what you want to is the closest thing i've ever done to like a skit mm-hmm. and it's really funny i think and then when i tell people oh yeah i'm both voices they're like what you're both of them and i think if they listen to this podcast they'll they'll know yeah but at the time i wasn't doing like normal voices i don't know anyway yeah, agree uh Four words. Four words. What's the other one? Uh, I'm a talk shit. Oh, yeah. Is the one I was thinking of. Um, because I make this noise where I go, pew. Yep. And for whatever reason, at the end of this rap song, I make a weird noise like that. And I'm like, that was awesome. Because it was like, it's something about a car. Pew. Yeah, I go, pew. And it, it was it, it was good. I mean, we could go through almost all of your mixtapes. I could probably get a, easily a top five. Because I've, I've listened to every mixtape, every song that you have done mm-hmm. since I... Since I well went to college in 2007, um, and then all of the videos that we don't have anymore that crash, where for I don't know four, five, six hours, maybe seven sometimes, where we just had videos of you just freestyling sitting on the couch. Yeah. Um, oh, never mind. Me so one of my favorite rap stories um, is so there's J Mac, our friend J Mac, right? and he has a cousin. Maybe they're I don't know. Everyone's I cousins, have no right? idea. They're, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Wayne comes over with him uh, and. They bring over this old white guy, probably my age now. You know, I'm about to turn 30 in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, this old, to me, he's an old white guy because it was when I first moved into that apartment across the yard from where you eventually moved in. Yep. And uh, I'm playing Sequoiden 3, I think it is, on PS2, maybe 4, whichever one it was with your pirates. And so I'm playing this RPG game. They come over, and they're like, this is the dopest white rapper in Ada. You know, he's had the crown for a few years, so we brought him over to meet you. Like, I'm supposed to, like... <laughs> 
Fuck, I don't even know, man. It was so dumb. I mean, honestly, it was dumb. But, like, I wanted to be respectful to everybody. And yeah. I was like, oh, nice to meet you, whatever. And then Wayne's like, y'all got a freestyle. And I, at the time, I was all about a freestyle. I'm like, that yeah. wasn't no problem for me. Uh, and this, and so I started freestyle while playing a game. Like, not paying attention at all. There's, like, barely a beat. And I'm playing an RPG game with pirate ships, just freestyling bullshit. Yep. Um, and then this guy goes... And I'm like, oh, he's actually fairly good. And then he goes into a hook, and I'm like, oh, you wrote all this, yeah, because you don't rap four lines. You prepared this before you came over, right? And then he like just didn't like me because I didn't take it seriously enough, I guess, at the time. But I remember that was a real fun day. I was like, all right, random guy coming (laughs) over here to to test me or whatever. Um, And that was always people would always want to to battle, and I was like that too. I wanted to battle that one meth head rapper guy, and his promoter wouldn't let him. Yeah. Um, and we oh like ran him out of legends. Like, he has to battle me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was, oh man, there were so many times when we did it. Every party, every time we went out to the club or something. I mean, and it someone was... else we didn't talk about a lot during this is LV. LV was a big deal with all this. Yes. I mean, he was always around. He loved my music more than me. He was, I remember the day we went, and maybe it was when we seen Sideshow. Yeah, it was um, the day we saw LV at his halfway house. We yeah. picked him up, took him to Sideshow's house. Yep. And we had the, Hype man, hype off. I don't know how. What right, you would y'all say. had like uh, seeing all the songs to see who is the and it number got one hype man. So crazy. Yeah, he was so competitive, and like he had been in jail for a year, but he's like, I can, lo- I can do it better. And you're yeah. like, no, you can't. I was like, you've no, been bro, in jail. You, you've, you've not listened to it. You don't know, and it just got nuts. But I mean. There was a lot of your rapping that centered around the fraternity and when we were in college of the people we hung around. Yeah. I mean, just consistently. Well, and like, uh, I think it's Summer Job, maybe called um, Captain Mogier. But one of them, I do a song called Legendary, which I pulled the Barney Stinson Legendary, you know, sample uh, on. And the whole goal yeah, of that Captain song Mojang. was I was going to make every line end with Eon, like the noise Eon. And I do it. Yeah. It's on the hard. Um, and there are some songs that were just like that, like... Uh, Stuntin' Hard, a Showtime mm-hmm. song. I was like, every every line's gonna end with the word Asian. Yeah. And like that'll be the noise. And so there was a lot of just challenging stuff. Or writing a verse backwards was something I did a lot. And like, well, I want to end with this. Mm-hmm. And so I would write the last line and the next one, and the next one, on. all the way to the front. Um, and it was just so much fun. Like, I've never been as passionate about anything as much as I was, like, for a couple years there of, like, no, we're recording. And it didn't even matter. Like, no one cared about it. It was, like, only we were listening to it. Yeah. But but it was still, like... It was a lot of fun. Exactly. It was super fun. And we cared. And we had yeah. on the mixtapes. And so, I don't know. I don't regret it. But I think if I went back, I would do something. I think I would not put out some of the shitty shit. But at the time, I was like, fuck, I need put 18 everything tracks. Out. Just put it out because I'm getting better. Um but that probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. I probably would just maybe try to perform somewhere once. Yeah. See how that went. I but. think I think that would have made a big difference. But yeah, I mean, agreed. I mean, I don't know how many people have listened to the actual song. I, I would I would say hundreds. Well, it's not. So the thing is, like, Dat Piff, you know, I put them on there, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Call What You Want To has a few hundred just on its own. And then everything else has, like, a couple hundred or a hundred. Uh, but then other websites have it up too. So like this other mixtape website put it up that I didn't upload it to, mm-hmm. and it would claim it has like a thousand. But those could be fake. I don't know. And then there's another one called Number One Music who emails me all the time, and I put up some songs on there. And like I did a a deep the song Deep by Big Sean. I did one that's on that would have been on my top five, but it's super offensive to people, so I didn't put it. <laughs> but I do love it. It's yeah. Like, I, it's like half freestyle, half written. I didn't freestyle. It. 
ever anymore but that song i did so yeah. i i do really love that song but i put this that song up on that website and it claims it has like 3200 plays i don't know if that's accurate yeah because it's more of a european website and i get messages all the time people that are like i love your song and they're all european weird yeah. spellings and shit um that could be correct. I don't know. Um, You're like, but I don't want to click on and get a virus or some shit. <laughs> all right. So I, I don't really mess with it. Um, normally, I just respond thanks. Like someone's mentioned my call. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't really know much. Maybe people who listen to our podcast might go and listen. I might see a spike there. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, podcasting is filling that void that make because i don't really have enough time to write and record and everything and i'm i'm really weird like i don't like recording in front of certain people like it is weird for me to record with koopies here yeah because i know i get loud and i sound dumb like i will make weird voices when i record that's part of the process yeah um but i do get somewhat embarrassed by it um but i may make one the last two songs i made um are really sad they're on soundcloud i mean they're just depressing i guess but i was depressed when i made it and i still am a little depressed i think if i kept making songs right now they would still stay in that kind of in that vein and i may do it and make it called like a to the emo <laughs> and, right, and so like do like the whole emo thing um but like i know i really like the two new songs because they're new but like i could be listening with me and like, i almost cried listening to those i was like i know they're too like shouldn't be my reaction but i was like i wanted to make them when i really? made them and uh and there's still lines like getting stuck in my head now from that and i'm like oh it's a pretty good line yeah you know? um but anyway uh, we'll see if I ever make another mixtape. It's really hard for me to say I'll never will because I said that for years and then I made resin and hits made, and it was really good. Like yeah. good enough at least that I like it. I think I think you could and I, I mean I think if one time if I ever get the time because that's difficult with these two boys. Um, but I don't know how many times where I just sat in the room while you'd be recording. Right. I mean, I was probably there for I'd say at least a good seventy percent, seventy five percent. Yep. Of the songs recorded on all these mixtapes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just watching you go through it. I mean, like you used to do it where you would only do it all in one take. Like eight take Eddie was on was on right. one song. I mean, you you had to go through it and just looking at the the progression. I, I think would be. I would I would like to see well, another mixtape. Mumble rapping really helped out resin hits in a way. Like so, the song resin hits and Mo is a goldfish and a couple mm -hmm. others like. I have like a, a a bass thing written down, but like I didn't hold true to like well I would normally do a flow like hit 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 hit. I'm like I'm just gonna fuck with it because no rap music's bullshit now. Like I mean there is a lot. No yeah. one follows fucking real rapping. Be little like, little yachty. Right? Uh, so yeah. like I would just get to where I'm like well I'm just gonna repeat a line five times and mm -hmm. I'm gonna say it weird, and then we'll see what that sounds like. Or like uh, the intro on on Resin Heads, um, the dopest has spoken. I think is the name of it. I, I like. I say shut the fuck up because the dopest has spoken. But I say it like in all these weird voices, and yeah. everyone that hears it is like cool effects. And I'm like, actually, I'm making a weird voice. Yep. Like there's no effect for hey, that. But it sounds like there's effects. It's right. really good. Um, so I'd had a lot of fun with it, as well as like it was pretty spot on to how I felt at the time or whatever. And I really just want to make it before I got married. So I don't know if it's like now that I'm married, I can't record anything. I don't think I have to hold to that. Um, but I don't really that share that it. wasn't in any of the vows right. or anything. You're but I don't really <laughs> share it very much. My parents aren't fans. Uh, they never have been. Most people just aren't fans. Like, and even like great friends of ours will be like, Oh, you rap call, cool, check it out. And then they just don't. Yeah. Whereas in like, we're like your brother-in-law. Okay. I really <laughs> like your, or he's not technically, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. Your nephew's father. Yeah. Um, and I go. really like him. We get along very well. I tell him yesterday at your son's birthday party. <laughs> I said, Hey man. 
we have a podcast, me and Powell, you should check it out. And he goes, well, I'm going to make my own podcast. And I was like, that doesn't mean you can't listen to ours. Yeah. If you made one, I would listen to yours. Like, I don't get, and I guess people are, right? There are people like that. Like, if I make music, well, I make music. Exactly. I'll listen to yours if you listen to mine. Like, what's wrong with this? So, um, I don't know. It's hard to get people to listen to your shit. And I even talk on resin hits. Like, I'd post something on Facebook. Yeah. Like, listen to my song. It's three minutes long. And then after a day, it's like five people like it. Exactly. And three of them actually listen because I can see those you can stats. See the ones and you're like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm like the greatest friend or whatever, but three minutes ain't shit that, to listen it. to just, a song. Listen I, to it, we done. I made it. See if it's good. Anyway. Agreed. Uh, so those are some of the struggles. And there's just so many people make shit. And I get it. And you know how many white people I've met that told me they can rap and they're not they're terrible. any good? And so I get like Big Red. I'll say Big Red. Your homie Big Red. Who is the most, I don't know how to say it, because I'm not going to say it. Well, he said the N-word like nine times in four lines, and, and it he's was a just, little white It was white very now. uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I'm like, I've heard plenty of people say that that's not black, but the way he was saying it, it's like, that was his only rap style. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, this is just- I mean, I don't respect like famous rappers who have to end the line like that. Yeah, agreed. And it is very annoying, but- Weak. It is. I, I don't know. I think if you put it up, I think there's a few people that would just guaranteed listen to it. Um, like that we know it in the right. media vicinity. Um, one of them that I'll have to give shout to is my little brother. He's listened to every mixtape that I've ever yeah, given him, him and all of his friends. Like those are like my first fans I met. Yeah. Like they I were coming up and seeing him. And then like <laughs> kids were coming over Dakota, to meet me. Yo. Like, Oh, I got to meet you. I've listened to all your stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Agreed. man. And, and I think that if, and my thing is, almost, I don't know if actually one person has told me that they didn't like it. Because I've showed it to most of my family in, right. in general. And it's just, once they hear it, they're like, that's that's awesome. Can I get a tape? Or can I get a, you know, or a right. CD? And it's, yeah. But it's, it's like, people don't want to take that time to yeah. to listen to even one or two songs. To determine if they like, it's like, oh, I like, you know, share or whatever. Right. And I always found it funny that, like, Johnny, you're big. And all these people that love country music always like me rapping especially my big brother who's easily i love you johnny but you're you're super big racist um <laughs> just, that's just how that is um but but it, it is funny it, that's for sure all right well we went a little long so i think you should call it good here um, yeah you know what our top five is next week um i'll be honest man i, I have yesterday no idea. last night i just laid here and wrote about 15 new ones on there did so you got to keep the list going if anyone has any topics um i would love for people to email us because yeah that's always cool. Or rate us. Because if you get enough ratings on iTunes, yep. it'll show up. Guess what? We don't have enough. It says you don't have enough. So don't next week is top five favorite NFL players. Okay. Um, so, and again, if anyone liked this episode. That's or pretty you good one for about, Pro Bowl week and everything. It is. It's going to be good. Um, I mean. It, Unplanned. Right. If anyone does like these songs or they want to hear about more of Moe's rap music, please email us. He'll be happy to send you um, a link or the entire mixtape, whatever you want. Um, again, email us at thepowwowwithmo at gmail.com. That is T-H-E-P-O-W-W-O-W-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com. All right, that's all I got. That's it. And um, by the way, those polls in Philadelphia look like they're going to be getting worked on tonight. It's 31-7. All right, man. <laughs> all right, peace, all guys. Right, peace.